You're listening to The Parting Shot with H. Allen Scott. I'd like to start things off by telling you a little something about myself. Every single morning when I wake up, I start my kettle for my morning tea, and then I turn on the television. Now, anybody who knows me knows that I spend every single morning with my, quote-unquote, Gale. You see, the Gale in my Gale is Gale King, and I'm watching CBS Mornings. Literally every single morning. My day just feels off if I don't get my daily dose of Gail King, Tony DeCopel, and Nate Pearlson. There's just something different about CBS Mornings than any other morning show. You know, it stands out. It's different. No shade to the other shows, but in the morning, I need news, real stories, human interest stories. I'm not as concerned with something happening on a plaza or some makeover. I need the news and the stories to start my day. And that's what CBS Mornings offers. But it's also the unique dynamic between Gail, Tony, and Nate that makes CBS Mornings more than just news. It's like I'm having breakfast with my smartest and coolest friends. Now, I felt this way for a long time, so I thought, why not talk to Gail King about it? Now, I don't want you to think that I can just call up Gail and ask for an interview because we're only best friends in my head. No, I had to beg and beg and beg. And guess what? It worked because Gail King is worth begging for. And I am chatting with Gail King today. We talked about what makes CBS Mornings work, the evolution of Oprah Daly and her show on CNN with Charles Barkley called King Charles. It's my favorite name of a show on television. I think I love it so much. It's kind of funny even Uh, like Gail King has so many jobs. We actually talked about that, too. I needed to ask if she ever naps. Spoiler alert, she doesn't nap. She doesn't take naps, which is wild to me. And if you're like me, you were first introduced to Gail because of her very public friendship with her actual best friend, Oprah Winfrey. I have to say, I'm so grateful for their friendship because they're just like the perfect example of what truly it means to be a good friend. And Gail says something about Oprah during our chat that I'm still thinking about it's I'm blown away by the quote of how she describes her friendship with Oprah. Let me know if you notice it. I'll I'll point it out at the end of the podcast what stood out to me, but I bet it'll stand out to you, too. So let's get to it. Go on and grab a snack because I will be right back with. Oh, my God. Gail King. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Well, I just have to tell you, I have been such a big fan of yours for so long, and I am so glad that we're able to do this. And I love CBS Mornings. I tell so many people 
how much they need to be watching CBS Mornings. I post about it on Instagram. Please spread the word. Uh, what I love about it, the combination of you three, you, Nate, and Tony is perfect. I post I about it so all the time. And you guys are, and just recently, killing it in the ratings, being number one. Yeah. I mean, it's it's yeah. kind of, I, I feel vindicated because I feel like I was screaming about it for years now. And finally, people feel like they're, it's catching on. Don't you think? Well, the beauty is, certainly we got a big assist from the Super Bowl. No question about that. But then people come and they try it and they like it. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, so far, so good. What do you think it is besides the Super Bowl? What do you think it is about the combination of, well, you three, but also what CBS Mornings does? Because it's a different type of morning show. But I think it's our content, too. Clearly, you know, people like watching people that they think like each other and enjoy working with each other. We certainly have that down on lock. Mm -hmm. But I think when you look at all the morning shows, everybody seems to get along and work well with each other. I do think that. But I think that we each bring something different to the table. Mm -hmm. You know, I said Nate is like, uh, I'd say he's our fashionista and our swagger. Mm -hmm. He brings swagger, but he's also uniquely himself. The same with Tony. I said I would... nobody beats Tony when it comes to interviews, those man on the street interviews that he does. Mm -hmm. And he's also a, you know, he, he, his background is writing. He's a very strong writer. Um, And I just, I like doing, whether it's pop culture, whether it's politics, whether it's sports, whether it's business, I just have so many varied interests in all different types of things. Yeah. And I think that has just served me well over the years. Yeah. This is the thing, H. Allen. I don't think you can pigeonhole any of us. That's the beauty, I think. Mm -hmm. I mean, one of the things that I love about your just hosting style in general, especially with Nate and Tony, is there is this sort of, I mean, you you are an icon in terms of broadcasting. You've done so many different things, both on the local level and on the national level. And there is this sort of reverence that they have for you, but then you throw out these things sometimes of where they get a little uncomfortable, where they, they're surprised that you said that thing. And it is, I, I tell you, I text, I have a daily text chain where I just say things that you've made them feel uncomfortable about. And it makes me so happy. Do you feel that? No, HLN, I'm not trying to make anybody feel uncomfortable ever. And anytime someone says the word icon or legend, somebody said that to me recently, it makes me extremely, extremely uncomfortable. Hmm. I was on a stage once, ready to go on after Diana Ross because I was introducing somebody after Diana Ross. Now, Diana Ross to me is an icon or a legend. So when I hear my name associated with that word, it makes me extremely uncomfortable because that's not at all how I feel. Yeah. I feel that, you know, I've been doing this for a long time and clearly love what I do and and still feel there's still so much more to do, you know? Mm -hmm. I do think they get a kick out of me. I will say that like Nate said the other day, we were talking about something and he said, oh, my God, Gail, you so crazy. I go, I'm not crazy. That's the truth. I forgot <laughs> what we were talking about. I forgot what it was. Well, I'll tell you one. I mean, there was a recent text chain I had where you were talking about some there's some like scandal in Hollywood. I forget what it was. And then you said one of my favorite lines that you say often, cheater, cheater, pumpkin eater. Pumpkin eater and yes. it is that I mean, my friend Jonathan texted me saying you have to ask her about cheater, cheater, pumpkin eater, because it's one of our favorite things to text. And it's true. You just throw these things out. And I think it it livens it up. But you know what I mean, though, when I oh, say cheater, pumpkin eater, I know exactly like, what you mean. Like my new thing right now, I, I said to the team this morning, you got to get that Risa Tisa, mm-hmm. get that Risa Tisa on TikTok, who, who who has a whole big thing about 
who the bleep did I marry? Turns out she was married to a cheater, cheater, pumpkin eater who deceived her on many levels, mm-hmm. on many levels. Mm-hmm. And it's just blowing up. And I'm so fascinated by this woman exposing herself this way. Yeah. But she says, if if it helps one woman, I'm OK with it. Yeah, definitely. Well, one of the things I mean, back to the icon, one of the things that I think icons rarely ever feel like they are an icon because of what yeah. you bring, I think, to. And in a Barbara lot of Streisand feels like an icon. Well, yes, but we've always known she she felt like an icon in the 60s, too. <laughs> She just got the Life Achievement Award at SAG. Oh, I watched. Yeah, she looked very, I I thought she looked great, too. She looked very much the icon and legend that she is. And I love how, even in that moment when she's being celebrated, she said, I want to thank all of you for giving me such joy. Mm -hmm. I thought that was so fantastic. Well, and that's that's what icons do, I think, in that, like, they're very self-aware of sort of the people that have influenced them and make them great at what they do. And part of with you is I feel like in a lot of ways, especially looking at, I mean, I love morning news. I love daytime television. I think it's perfect. And you kind of are America's best friend in a way. You kind of are, have this sort of like, you're the go-to best friend who will tell us like it is, but in a funny, lighthearted way. And I feel like that, is the well, vibe. I think that it's a compliment. I like that. It's, I like that. It's true, though. And on CBS, you find that balance between being the journalist that you are and asking mm-hmm. serious questions and also recognizing those moments to throw in the cheater, cheater, pumpkin eaters or the things, you know, how do you find that balance, though? Well, because both are true. So it's not like I'm sitting here going, how do I balance this? Yeah, it's just to me, both are true. And so when you're having a conversation um, if it comes up, it comes up. I'm never trying to think of how can I insert funny line here. Mm-hmm. It's just that if it strikes me in the moment, I, I just go with it. I, I'm not trying to balance anything, to be honest with you. I, I'm a news junkie, been a news junkie for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the news covers everything. The news covers everything. One of the things that I always wonder about sort of, cause you have to cover some serious stuff and especially yeah. with, on the morning, I looked to Tony for the hard, hard journalism. And I looked to Nate for sort of the lived experience, sort of new journalist. And I looked to you just to give us the heart of it, to give us the heart response. And I wonder like, there is that balance between journalist and being a human being and responding to a story. And you often do like, do you ever wonder, oh, maybe I shouldn't reveal so much of my, what I feel in this moment. Do you ever question no, sort of how no, much? No. Nope, I don't think that. You know, I've gotten my hand slapped a couple of times where people will say, careful, Gail, careful. You know, if, if I, you know, because we're not supposed to have an opinion, as you know. Yeah. And we really do work from the facts, just the facts, nothing but the facts. And for the most part, that is what I do. But I also know I'm a human being. I'm not a robot. And so anybody that acts like they don't have an opinion, because all of us do, it's just that it's not my job to share it. But sometimes it just gets to you that George Floyd case got to me in a way that hit me because it had come back to back with the uh, the Central Park birder that Christopher, who who was, you know, the woman called Chris Cooper was is it not was is his name by Amy Cooper, who had called the police. And it could have gone very differently for him. It could have gone very differently. Just, you know, a woman, a white woman accusing a black man of something that he did not do. So I had that followed by the George Floyd, where we watched a man literally lose his life right before our eyes. Mm -hmm. And that just got to me. It was that one-two punch on that Memorial Day weekend that got to me. This morning, you know, the the thing that I, the the story that got to me was this nursing student in Georgia, 22 years old, just jogging in the, uh, uh, around the track that she's done many times. 
And the person who was arrested didn't even know her. It was a crime of opportunity. That's just such a horrible, shitty thing. That yeah. There's no explanation. There's no explanation for it. Mm-hmm. And that kind of stuff gets to me. Yeah. And I mean, and that's what I love about, I think, CBS Mornings is that you do get all of these stories and these emotions yes. and you get, yes. and I'm not, I mean, you have other fun segments, of course, but I watch some of the other shows, which I love. I watch the other shows too, but I also am sometimes like, just sit at the desk and tell me the news girls. Come on. It's all yes. I want. <laughs> you know, yeah, we, do, we do do that. We can educate, we can inform and, and, and entertain without being a comedy show. Yes. No, I'm very well aware. I'm not a comedian. I'm not trying to make anybody laugh, but sometimes life is just funny. Yeah. Life is just funny. I sit here you know, it, it was two years. Two years on Friday was a war of Ukraine. People are still dying. Mm-hmm. They're still dying. And, you know, that sort of moved off. You know, it's coming back to the front page because they're trying to they need money. But, you know, I, I keep thinking about those poor people where someone just said, you know, I'm going to come in and take your country. Yeah. And I'm going to kill you in the process. It, it It's mind boggling to me. Yeah. Politics in this country where we are, where you have parties on both sides that that, you know, really don't care for either one of the candidates. And here we are in an election year. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's just a lot to discuss. Yeah. I, I say this all the time. I have a front row seat to history and I like it. Well, and it shows too. And that's something when you joined in 2011, you were at a point in your career where you really didn't need CBS more. No. You didn't need to join. You didn't need to do it. And I was very happy with the job I had. Yeah. That's why people say, you know, God can dream a bigger dream than you can dream for yourself. I could have never dreamt this. Never. Mm. I was very happy with my life and what I was doing. Really. Well, and that's what I think is so, that's what I think as a viewer I get from you is that like, there are a lot of people who sort of struggle with their second act, if you will, or the unexpected act or the unexpected life changes or however it goes. And for you to be, thriving at this moment in your life when you didn't need this, you could have easily retired or had the job, you you know, whatever you wanted to do. And you decided to do this. There is sort of a inspirational aspect to that, that you are sort of doing something that people can be like, Oh, I can do that too. Or I can take this new job in my forties or whatever it is. Do people ever tell that to you? Do people ever recognize that in sort of what you're doing? Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, Walter Cronkite had to retire from CBS at 65 HL and he had to retire. Wow. Thank you very much, Uncle Walter. Time to go. He didn't want to go. Yeah. He didn't want to go. At 65, I wasn't even kind of thinking about retiring. I'm not even kind of thinking about retiring now. I just started <laughs> King Charles this year. Yeah. I wasn't, neither Charles Barkley or I were looking for another job, but we were intrigued about working with each other. Mm-hmm. And, and that was sort of the hook for me. And it was one day a week. And I said, well, let's try it and see how it goes. Let's try that. Yeah. But it, it's not like I'm out here, you know, please, please, I'm looking for more work. I'm not. I'm not. But when you get offered unique opportunities, I say never turn down an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Never. Mm-hmm. Never. Definitely. I never have. And I'm not going to start now. <laughs> well, and King Charles, I do need Well, because you have. Of course, your editor at large at Oprah Daily, and you also have King Charles and CBS Mornings. Do you ever sleep? Do you ever? Yeah, have- <laughs> I do. I do. I wear my I watch, my Apple Watch so I can tell you how much sleep I'm not getting. <laughs> yeah. I saw a thing on um, Sunday morning about these people who are short sleepers. Yeah. I wonder if I'm one of those. I think I am, too, because I average five hours a night. Yeah, if if I get five, I'm doing the hula. Mine is between four and five. Mine is between four and five. Wow. Do you nap at all? No. Oh. Uh-uh. Wow. It's hard. 
I think sometimes if you nap at the wrong time, it's like lights out. Yes. You know, it's to get up in the middle of the day. Yeah, it can ruin so, your no, day. I, I come from the power through school. Yeah. That's what I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, King Charles is fantastic. I love that you're doing that. I love that he's you, a lot of fun. So much. And you guys' dynam- dynamics together are just so much fun. What? What was it about, besides, of course, working with him, what was it about doing that that excited you? It was as simple as that. It was as simple as you all are going to talk about the news, mm-hmm. uh, give your take on the news, you'll have guests, and it's with Charles Barkley. Now, yeah. you know, I had met him, but I'm, I can't say I was hanging out with Charles Barkley, mm-hmm. but I've always liked his sense of humor. I've always liked his point of view. He's very authentic, says what he believes, says what he feels. He's He's never... Uh, like myself, trying to get clickbait or be provocative just for the sake of being provocative. He really calls it as he sees it. And if you agree, fine. If you don't, that's also fine with him, too. Mm-hmm. I, I think we're both at a stage where neither of us felt like we had something to prove. We hope people like it. We really do. Mm-hmm. But I also understand that this is a business. And if CNN doesn't think it works for them, it'll be, you know, Gail was very nice knowing you. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming. Here we have here we have a parting gift, a mirror, you know. Um, well, I don't so think that's going to happen anytime soon, but still. I mean, this is a crazy business. You never know. Yeah. You never know. But yeah. he, and, he and I are both really enjoying it and always trying to think of ways to make it better. Yeah. Well, and also, too, and again, this sort of speaks to sort of why I think CBS Mornings works is you your dynamic as I mean, you're obviously a great journalist and he's a he's a great sports star. But at the same time, he comes from this real world perspective and yeah. your conversations then bring something that you don't ex- you don't expect to see on CNN all that time, exactly. which is really exciting. Yeah. Yeah. It's a surprise to us, too. <laughs> <laughs> the ad comes up. I go, oh, that's me and Charles. Did you see the SNL? I mean, I have to ask you about the SNL sketch where, yes, where they did. where they opened yeah. with that, which I when you make it on an I, SNL I didn't sketch see it in real time, I didn't see it in real time. I, I think I was in Vegas mm. because we were working. Yeah, for the Super Bowl. Vegas, it, it was either Vegas or California, so I didn't see it in real time. I saw it later. But, you know, it's one of those things where you sort of grip the side of the thing and go, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. <laughs> but, but what you just said, if, even if they slam you, yeah. it's still at least somebody's paying attention. Yes, and more you, people you are going to watch that. Slammed. Yeah, you don't want to be slammed at yeah. SNL. Even if they do, that means people are paying attention. And the fact that, you know, in the week before, they had done something with NFL and Nate was on that. Mm-hmm. So... I, th- I think people like they like the three of us together and they really like the content of what we're doing. Yeah, that's that's what I think is the magic of the show. The three of us together, mm-hmm. there, there is a there is a um, a magical thing there that works. Mm-hmm. But they also like the way that we present it and the content that we choose. Yeah. Yeah. I literally was people, watching. People do tell me that all the time, that every time. I watch your show, I learn something, mm-hmm. or every time I watch your show, I'm always curious about how you all will cover a certain story, mm-hmm. or I just like seeing the three of you together. I hear that a lot. Well, honestly, the only reason why I even have television, I pay for television, honestly, just to watch CBS Mornings, because everything else I can watch on streaming. So well, I, well, you're welcome. Yeah. So you're welcome, YouTube TV. That's <laughs> what I pay for. I want, I pay that just to watch CBS. It's so you're funny. Welcome. No, but they're also, I need to ask you about Oprah Daily, because like I said before, 
I am a day. I was a. I was in college when Oprah Magazine started, and I was the only. <laughs> I was probably the only homosexual in the dorm room who was getting mailed a copy of Oprah Magazine <laughs> in, oh, wow. in my in my dorm room. And so you were a unicorn. Oh yeah, yeah, very much so, very much yeah. so. And then now with Oprah Daily and its iteration into the digital space, I think. I mean, I love it so much because I think it's a perfect area for it to thrive. I wanted to know what you thought about this era of sort of Oprah Magazine, Oprah Daily. And how- well, I have to tell you, we, we just had a meeting today, actually. We just had a little celebratory breakfast mm. just today talking about the evolution of, of, of this platform. Cause, and somebody said, you know, okay, Gail, cause print, it was very hard for me to let go. Yes. Oprah was there, you know, a couple years ago, you guys, we got to start thinking about digital. I'm like, no, she was there two years ago. And so I've I've come to grips with, you know, we're a digital platform, but we can also make a difference. And so we now just only put out two issues now. Uh, the favorite now it's going to go down to one, the, the favorite things issue, um, because that's such a, a staple for us. Yeah. But there's also, you know, when you're digital, you can be more immediate, which is also good, mm-hmm. which is good for us. Yeah. So so, you know, when you think about this, H. Allen, look, the Oprah show has been off the air. I think it's 10 years now, I think. Yeah. I think it's 10 years and she still is held in such high regard and still really respected in her opinion Mm -hmm. still matters to people. Just this past weekend at the SAG Awards, Idris Elba said from the stage, now when you're up here, Mm -hmm. don't say anything that, you know, you wouldn't say in front of Oprah. And then he was, oh, beep, it's Oprah. (laughs) And it cut to Oprah's face going, huh? Because she didn't know that that was coming. But I I, I called her yesterday to say, number one, I thought she looked great at the SAG Awards. Mm But it just it's a testament to how what people think of you and how they believe in you Uh all these years later, the credibility that you have, the integrity that you have. Mm -hmm. Some shows go off the air and you don't hear a beep from their their host, not a beep. Yeah. Says, where are they? What are they doing? Mm -hmm. But but she is still very much a part of the culture. And I like that. Well, and I also think there's something to, I mean, I talk about this a lot with just, well, with this magazine, with Newsweek, but also lots of other magazines like Time or like there's there's a legacy brand that I feel like you have to live up to in terms of the yeah. people you talk to. And you want to make sure that when you deliver something, it's 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 worthy of the legacy of the brand. We're a legacy brand. And I think, a, a brand, and I think Oprah's like that too. That And Oprah Daily and Oprah Magazine is like that too, where... I know when I get an article from Oprah Daily, there's part of that legacy that's going to be a part of it. And that weight has to be a part of how good that article needs to be, you know? And and we are very much aware of that. Yeah. We are very much aware of that. We don't do schlocky stuff here. Yeah. Um, You know, we touch on some pop culture in my in in my monthly column, The World According to Gail. But for the most part, we are about wellness. We are about wholeness. Mm -hmm. We are about making sure is your soul okay? Is your heart okay? Is your head okay? Yeah. And. That message never gets old. Definitely. Well, I also have to ask you, too. Do you you must get asked about Oprah constantly? So I want to know, A, do you get asked about Oprah constantly? And B, what's the one question you're sick of being asked about Oprah? (laughs) You know, I I never get sick of being asked about Oprah because I so love that she is loved the way she is. Mm -hmm. I so love that she is embraced the way she is. And it, it only makes me proud. I feel about Oprah the way I feel about favorite son, Kirby, favorite son, Will, and favorite daughter, Kirby, that I can't wait for people to meet them because they never disappoint to me. Yeah. They never disappoint to me. So anytime 
someone gets to meet her or wants to ask me something about her, you know, and I don't have the hang up of, oh, God, I wish they'd stop asking me about Oprah because I don't you you would only feel that way if. And I've said this before, I don't see myself in her shadow. I see myself in her light. Mm. So anytime somebody says something about her to me, I am never offended by that ever. Yeah, ever. I have to tell you, and this is just me getting personal, but when I was a kid, I would I would watch Oprah because my parents were separated and my dad got custody of us and it wasn't a good situation. Oh, wow. And I would watch Oprah. That was unusual back then. It was very unusual. Dad getting custody, yeah. Very unusual. But I would watch Oprah and she would become kind of like like my 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 mom away Surrogate. from my mom and yeah. when you were on it was sort of like you're my aunt and it was sort of like i created this little family of the regulars that were on oprah as i was just a little little kid watching shows that i probably shouldn't have watched and stories that i probably didn't understand but well, she did that for a lot of people though i yeah. mean she was a surrogate surrogate fill in the blank for many people yeah and you know the core of this girl has not changed from the time you know we were 21 and 22 mm. We became friends, and now we're 69 and 70. She, she's older. But I'm the core, the core of who she is has not changed. Yeah. She's yeah. always, always wanted to be a force for good. And that continues today. Yeah. That continues today. Yeah, exactly. Well, my last question for you, and it's less of a question and more of just praise, is, um, and I know you don't like the word icon, but this is a very specific no. community that you are an icon to. You are quite literally a gay icon in that there, I'm a gay icon. You truly are, Gail, and I don't think you understand this. I've, I've, I don't. I've, I've posted this on Instagram many now times. I think you're, now I think you're making stuff nope, up. No, nope. I, I have, I have proof. I have proof. I did my work here. <laughs> there are so many moments on CBS Mornings where you say something or do something or have something. For example, the coat you wore one morning on CBS Mornings during Super Bowl week when it was really cold. Oh, that, oh, that gold one, Liberace. Yeah, I call that my Liberace coat. Yes. Well, Gail, if you're calling it your Liberace coat, of course you're a gay icon. <laughs> like, you shouldn't be surprised by this news. I'm just saying it's it was the flair for the dramatique. I thought <laughs> if there ever was a time to wear it, I love that coat. But I thought that would be a fun thing to wear in Vegas. The level of how viral you went when you were on Watch What Happens Live with Anderson Cooper and you had oh. the most. I mean, Gail, you are a huge gay icon. Oh, with Anderson, yes. <laughs> yes. There, there are moments where moment, yeah. you are everyone's gay We weren't even friend. trying to be funny. It, it was Anderson's reaction that was so funny. Yeah. That's what was so funny about it. Yes. And, there's and, also- I'm, and I'm also such a square that I'm like, huh? <laughs> yeah. But then there's also, and this is this is one where I your 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 status as a gay icon is cemented. You had, of course, your iconic, your very serious interview where you're talking about sort of the allegations against R. Kelly and all the things and and the charges against R. Kelly. But then the way you said Robert has become something <laughs> that me and my friends will constantly go Robert. <laughs> and it's it's just how we even if your name's not robert it's that's yes. how that's how we know we're serious robert <laughs> h allen newsflash that is his name i know <laughs> i know but the way you did it was just everyone's basically stern friend saying shut up and listen <laughs> So iconic. Well, Gail, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me. I really appreciate it. This has been a huge honor for me, and I, I support everything you do and will always be there with everything you do.
Well, thank you for picking me. I really appreciate it. I really appreciate it. We will continue on CBS Mornings. Hopefully we will continue to make you proud because I love that job. Well, love I will it. keep posting about it and and telling everyone to be watching because it, is, it okay. is literally my favorite morning show out there. Okay. I so appreciate that. Did you catch the thing that she said about Oprah that was so incredible? It was when she said that she doesn't see myself in her shadow. I see myself in her light. I mean... We all need a friendship like that. And yes, Gail King is a gay icon and she needs to own it. And she's owning it in that coat. You need to go go to the article of this podcast and just look at this coat, this gold, amazing coat. It's incredible. Let me know what you thought of today's episode. I'm H. Allen Scott on everything. And leave a little rating and review if you could, because it helps me a lot. And for the latest news and podcasts, head to Newsweek.com and follow Newsweek on all the social platforms and while you're there, go subscribe to my newsletter for the culture. It's fantastic. I know you will love it. Until then, watch something fun, watch CBS Mornings, and have a great day. 